Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Uh, Opening your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 8. We're going to read a few verses here. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 is where we're going to begin. And I give them a thing back there. I don't know if they can keep up with it. I got, I, I'm all over the place with these scriptures, but uh, maybe it'll give you a little bit of where we are. Janet bought her a new Bible, and I cobbed onto it because it's got big print. And uh, I can't get it to open. Janet, these pages are stuck together. There we go. I have to tear it. <laughs> I still can't get it open. That's big enough to read. All right, we got it open. 823. I'm reading from the King James. And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. Behold, there rose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves as he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds in the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What matter a man is this, that even the winds and the seas obey him? Wow. What matter of man is this? Jesus just healed a leper, a Roman centurion. You remember that story? This is the chapter of the Roman centurion. He said, Jesus, would you come and heal my servant? And Jesus says, I will. He He said, you don't even have to come to my house. You just speak the word. And Jesus, man, I haven't found such great faith in all, all all the place where I am. Just speak the word. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but if you just speak the word. Then Jesus teaches the cost of following him. You know, there is a cost to following Jesus. Somebody say amen. And then in verse 26, he says, he says to them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Now in Mark's account of this same incident in 439, Jesus said to the sea, Peace, be still. Can you imagine that? Peace, what authority, legal power. You know, he owned the sea. What legal authority to command such a thing? Peace. Be still. Don't you like it when somebody in authority and you're in a mess? You like that, Brenda? When you're, you're in a mess and Joel comes up and says, peace. Be still. Just a calming effect, isn't it? How about this, Shelley? Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. How about this, guy? I got it under control, child. Everything is going to be all right. Who is this man? And the disciples, they stand up and say, who is this guy? Well, the King James says, what manner of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. He's the redeemer. He's still the healer. 
baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's the creator. All things were created by him and for him, and without him nothing was created. The Latin is ex nihilo. He spoke it into existence with nothing. You know, he didn't have dirt to start with. He made the dirt to start with. He had everything. He's soon coming. You know that? He's soon coming. I don't know when, but he is coming soon. He's the master of the sea, and the winds obey him. Mark says this in 35 and 34, 35 and 6. On that day when the evening had come, he said unto them, unto his disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, he left the crowd. Now get this, this is important. He left the crowd, and they took with him in the boat. They, they got him in their boat. They were in the boat. And they took with him in the boat just as he was. So Jesus probably was teaching from the boat. And other boats, other boats, other boats, other boats were with him. Other boats were with him. We're told about other boats. Jesus probably teaching from the boat. When he's finished, they sailed away. You know, the Bible doesn't say how long it was before the storm come, but a storm come. Storms come. I'm sorry to tell you in life, but I, I, can't, I can't mess around here. Storms come. Even to followers of Jesus. Storms come. You get this, though. Get, you get this little cat. Jesus left the crowd. Jesus left the crowd, but some followed in other boats. So where are you? Are you part of the crowd? Or are you another boat? Hello. I love the way you're shouting now. Makes me want to preach a long time. So are you a follower? In the boat. Other boats. Baptist. Presbyterian. Independent, assembly God. Are you in other boats but following Jesus? Are you part of the crowd? Now, these other boats, that's you and me. We're followers. Say, I'm a follower. I'm a follower. When the storm was told to stop, it didn't just stop for the boat Jesus was in. Somebody say, oh my. That boat didn't stop just for, the, just for the boat Jesus was in. It stopped for all of them. Now, in case you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm getting old. And I have to mark where I ended looking down at my notes. If not, I'll preach that same line three times. And today, I'm 68 years old. When the storm stopped, it stopped for all the boats. Not just this one. Jesus cares about all the boats. When the storm stopped the disciples' boat, when the storm stopped for the disciples' boat, it stopped for all the boats. So let's not get too big ahead that we are in the boat that he is in because he's in all the boats. Jesus cares about all the boats. Be a good cheer. He cares about you. I like, I just love this. I've loved this for 45 years. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. Keep your chin up. Put them shoulders back and rear your head up and say, I got royal blood flowing through my veins. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I'm in the boat with Jesus. Keep your chin up. I, I, I'm sure nobody here has ever thought this, but God is not against you. 
He's for you. Storms on the Sea of Galilee, they come up suddenly. At times it can be calm and violent. And sometimes life comes at us that way. We're not expecting violence, but storms sometimes just arise and the waves seem high and the wind is strong and we may feel like we are going to perish. We may feel like we're not going to make it. And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when my greatest prayer was this. You ready? This is really profound. This, is, this sometimes has been my, my greatest prayer. You want to hear it? Help. Lord, help. I feel like I'm sinking. And sometimes I just want to cry out, stop it. And then I got to go on and define what it is. Raging storm, a bad report, a great loss. And we cry to God, just make it stop. Read the Psalms. David did that a lot. God, just make it. They see me walking down the boulevard and they go to the other side of the street, God. Just make it stop. We cry out to God at our loss. And, and that it, sometimes it's just multitudes of little darts that hell is flinging at us and they're piercing our soul and they pierce our mind and we want God just to make it stop and we can feel like we're not going to make it. Come on, saints, have you ever felt like you weren't going to make it? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Maybe we need to learn I'm going to sing my way out of this valley. I'm going to shout my way up to the mountaintop. We, we, may, even, we may even get to the place where we might do this. We might, do, we, might shout, we might shout at God, don't you care? We're not going to make it here, God. We're sinking. This thing is too much for me. My boat is filling with water. People are talking bad about me. Work is tough. I feel out of the loop. The enemy's telling me things. The storm is tough and work is hard. I feel like I'm on a treadmill and I'm never gaining and I'm afraid to shut the treadmill of life off because I know what will happen. I'll go off the back end and it hurts. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Do they? Now get this. Now get this. In the middle of that pain the master of the universe calls out this. Where's your faith? I mean Come on, now, I know he's comforts, and I know part of the work of the Holy Ghost is to comfort us. Amen. But in the midst of all this, Jesus squares off with his disciples, eyeball to eyeball, and he says, where's your faith? Sometimes maybe we need a little rebuke. Oh, boy, you are shouting this morning, aren't you? Where's your faith? Where do you turn to in a crisis? Now, some of you are too young to know this, but who are you going to call? <laughs> who are you going to call? I mean, what are you going to do when your life is crumbling and the doctors give you a bad report? 
Work is tough. Relationships are strained. You thought you had more in the checkbook than, than what's there. Or an unexpected bill comes. Come on, what are you going to do? Who are you going to call? When you boil it all down, when you get to the end of your rope, there's only one whom you can call who can do anything about it. And that's the master of the sea. Not the bottle. Not the neighbors. You know? We call everybody and everything. We get on Facebook and post, I'm having a miserable day. You know, I, I don't Facebook, but I would probably go in there. Who cares? <laughs> Who are you going to call? Maybe you ought to call on the master. Maybe we ought to go into the prayer closet, shut the door, and talk to the one that can do something about it. I love, come on, say amen. Understand this. Understand this. I preached this last time pastor asked me to fill in for him. Satan likes to fish in troubled waters. He likes to intensify things. He likes to make the issue bigger than what it really is. <laughs> but get this. Are you ready? Jesus is the master of troubled waters. Give him praise. Come on. He's the master. Satan likes to fish in the troubled waters. But Jesus is the master of my troubled waters. You and I inherited sin. Oh, great, 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 Grandpa Adam and Eve, Grandma Eve, they messed things up. They sinned. And you and I have no problem sinning. Any guy any problem sinning? Uh, how about this? Anybody got any problem failing? How about this? Anybody have any problem going negative all of a sudden? How about this? Anybody been positive for 15 years and hell shoots the darts at you and your faith goes low and you have no problem going back to being negative? Has anybody ever gone to Barnes & Noble to look for a book on how to fail? Have you? You ever gone up to the counter and said, I'd like a book on how to fail and how to be negative. No, you don't do that. You know how to do that all on your own. I don't have to read a book on how to sin. But bookstores are full of books about how to succeed. Because maybe that's a learned behavior. Maybe. Maybe we ought to pick this up and read it. This book is about success. I had a lady one time. I, I'm retired now. I can say stuff. She said, she said, I just don't understand the Bible. I said, well, get a version you like. Get, the, get a New Living. Get an English Standard. Get, you know, get the American Standard Version. My lens. Read them. Do something. I just don't understand the book. I said, well, you understand all that junk you read on the Internet? Well, I just can't understand. I said, well, but the book says, if you'll read it, thy word have I hid in my heart. And it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do when I put it in. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tech, tech, techie unsavvy, but I did hook up our printer at home and got it to work. Just took us, just took us three months to realize the ink was dried up in it. <laughs> Bought a new ink cartridge and it worked fine. That was wonderful. You know, one lady one time, I dealt with her for about five years on an issue. And, and she, finally, she finally, she said, what do I need to do? I said, you need to get super glue. She said, what do I need to do with super glue? I said, glue your lips shut. I said, Pastor Duke, well, come on. Every time she would do what I would tell her, you couldn't put her feet on the floor because she was walking on cloud nine. She was happy. She was joyful. She was spiritual. She was moving forward in the things of God. And then the enemy would throw a storm at her. And all that come out of her, all that spewed out of her is, I'm not going to make it. I can't get over this. I can't get over that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, quit telling the devil he's winning. Took me years to get over being a pessimist. I'm sure I don't want to go back to being I ain't going to make it. See, I have no problem with failing and sinning. I do it naturally. But some people can't see the positive, the possibility. We might could use a little bit of Norman Vincent Peale. The disciples are in a boat with the Creator. Wow. He spoke into existence the water the boat was floating in. He spoke into existence the wood of the boat that was made that they were floating in the water he created. The Creator was right beside him. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, says the Lord. Old Testament and New Testament, Deuteronomy and Hebrews. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Do we recognize that we're not in this life alone? Janet and I have been cleaning out my office. The pastor graciously let me keep for several years over here. We just felt like it's time to try to move things out. I had a plate that uh, had the footprints in the sand on it. Well-known evangelist, young, young hotshot evangelist. He come in my office one day when, when I was over on the other side. And he says, that's false, that poem, that's false. And the first thought come to mind, you ain't had enough pain in your life to know that the good shepherd, the good shepherd comes along and picks his little lambs up and puts them on his shoulders and carries them through rough places. Come on. That's my shepherd. And when I love him and I follow after him and I'm in the boat with him, when tough times come and I feel, I feel, you catching that, I'm saying it a lot, feel like I'm not going to make it. My feelings may lie to me, but my faith tells me he's the master of the sea and he is the king of troubled waters. Hmm. We're not walking in this life alone. Lord, we perish. Lord, we perish. Ever felt like you're going to perish? The enemy is going to destroy you? That word perish is utterly destroy. Destroy utterly. You ever heard somebody tell you, you ain't going to make it? Well... This sanctuary you're sitting in, somebody come and told me you're never going to build it. Somebody that came to church come to me and says, you're never going to get it built. And I thought, I'm going to tell you something. Come hell, come demons, 
overcome anything that hell throws at me. I went and bought a life insurance policy to make sure everything was taken care of if I died. And I said, I'm going to build it if it kills me. Because I wasn't going I believe God told me to build it and I wasn't going to let anybody stop me. Maybe we need to keep fighting until all the lies are put under our feet in the name of Jesus. The enemy will whisper, I'm going to utterly destroy you. He tells you you're a loser. But when you're redeemed, the master of the sea is in the boat with you. Wow. The disciples, they prayed a powerful prayer, didn't they? Lord, save us, we perish. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know how many words it is in Greek, but in English, in the King James, it's five words. Sometimes we think our prayers have got to be, Lord, how artest thou us today, Lord, we love us thou, Lord, help us our faith, Lord. How about we just get a cup of coffee and sit down at the table and say, how you doing today, God? I'm going to have a good day today because you're going to walk through this thing with me today. Lord, save us. Their prayers awoke him. Let me say it this way. Their prayer aroused him up. Now, he doesn't sleep or slumber anymore because the Bible tells us that. You want to learn how to pray like the disciples? Anybody? You want to learn how to pray and touch God like the disciples? You ready? Let me see your hand. Okay, that's most of you. I'll tell the rest of you too. Don't fear going to see. Because some of us are afraid to step out on the water. But see, he moves where I need him. And the disciples needed him. They weren't safe on shore with the other people, the crowd. See, we don't get the miracle if I don't need it. Don't be afraid to go to sea. Stepping out of the comfort zone. Following after Jesus. He cares about the other boats. In Matthew 8, 26, he said, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Maybe we need to exercise faith. <laughs> Jesus is not upset that they woke him up. They're not, he wasn't upset because they woke him up. He said, well, he didn't say, why'd you wake me up? He says, why are you afraid? Again, that's one of the times when he just looks us in the eyeball and he says, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I not only have the power, I have the authority and the legal right to speak to this storm that you think is going to crush you and tell it, peace, be still. Why are you afraid? Why? For what purpose? What is the reason? What is the cause of your fear? Oh, ye of little faith, why are you afraid? Here's the Duke paraphrase. Do you lack confidence? Do you lack confidence in the master of the sea? Is your trust level low? Now, everybody's got battery-operated remotes and stuff in your house, right? Well, we had to go... I had a battery charger for years, and I put the thing up, and I told Janet, remember where I'm putting this battery charger, because this door is full, and I'm going to put it someplace else. Well, six months later, I couldn't find it. Janet forgot where I put it. 
So we had to have patience go on this Amazon thing and order me a battery charger. Patience has a, an account for Grandpa. And she just has it shipped to the house because I don't do that stuff. I don't know how to do it. Don't want to learn. Oh, Lord, step out of my comfort zone. Janet, now we've got to get an Amazon account. So patience orders us a battery charger because some of our remotes tell us when the battery is low. Maybe we need God to put a big sticker in our heart that tells us when our faith level is low. Now, I'm going to tell you, maybe we need to charge it up. Hello, somebody getting it. It sure seems easy to have great fear in the midst of the storms, doesn't it? Easy to have great fear in the midst of the storm, hard places in life. We don't have to learn to see the dismal possibilities of the storm. The enemy likes to arouse our fears, but Jesus, but Jesus, say it, but Jesus. He stands up and tells the wind to be silent and the sea to cease its rolling. And suddenly there's great calm and we're at the sea of tranquility. Please notice, please notice. In the midst of the storm with the rebuke from Jesus to the disciples for being fearful and of little faith, in the middle of the rebuke, he stands up and still brings peace. Sometimes when my fear arises and my faith is low, the master has not abandoned me. But he challenged me to believe. Why did he rebuke him? Well, when we walk in fear and lack of faith, it causes commotion. Come on, people all around us, when we walk in lack of faith and fear, it affects our witness. When the disturbances of life throw us off kilter, we may have to learn that people watch how we handle them. Not so much that we get knocked off center, it's that we don't want to stay off center. They want to see how we handle the storms of life. Because storms are inevitable. So how do you handle the storms of life? It's not hard to let doubt arise. But whenever the storm comes, that's when I need to know that I need to let faith arise. Because I've learned the scriptures that he says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So the storms come. And our Lord uses them to grow us, enlarge us. Romans 8, 28 is all things work together for good. Sometimes I don't like that verse. I like to be a scissors Christian and just cut that verse out. You know, you say, I, I, but God can take all things. He can take what the devil meant for bad, turn it around and use it to grow us. So what do I do? Well, number one, I got to make sure Jesus is in my boat. Amen. Now, most of you know I, I got a Corvette. I keep it backed in my garage. You know, my neighbor across the street and two houses down, he's got one of these Dodges that's got like 800 horsepower. You know, well, they're new. They just moved in. Well, he saw the front of my Corvette. I back it in. He saw it. And he comes walking over and, and, and says, when I seen your garage up and that you got a Corvette. He was smoking a cigarette. I said, well, go look at it. He said, oh, I don't, I don't want to get smoke around it. And he him hauled around, looked outside. Finally said, is it okay if I go look at it? 
I invited him into my garage to look at my car. Now, every time I go to look at his Dodge, he puts the garage door down. <laughs> he didn't see me coming. I'm out mowing the yard, and I look across. I said, I'm going to go befriend my neighbor. So I, I, I'm going to walk over there and see him. But, you know, he's working and doing something, and he doesn't see me coming, and he puts the garage door down. But I'll, I'll get over there because I'm going to go see his car. And I hope he invites me in. You know what I'm saying. See, Jesus will knock on the door, but you've got to invite him in. It's simple. You say, Lord, would you come in, forgive me my sins, and cleanse me from the source of the sin, and I'll serve you the rest of my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed, and nobody looking around. Without a raising of a hand or any such thing, would everybody just pray this prayer? Just pray this prayer right out loud with me. Dear God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come in and cleanse me from the source of my sin? I surrender everything to you. Lord, I invite you into my house. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and be my King. Now lift your hands and praise Him. Come on, just, just thank Him. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Hallelujah. Now look up here at me. I, I don't know. There's so many new faces in the church that, that I don't know some of you. I, I don't know some of you. But let, let me just say this. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, if you said those words and you weren't a Christian, the Bible tells us right now all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because somebody's come home. And that means you've been born again. Now, you need to get into a good Bible-believing church and you need to you need to read the Bible, amen, and you need to talk to Jesus on a regular basis. Now, what do you do if you're a follower and you're in the boat? That's the number two thing. What if, what if I am a believer, but Pastor Duke, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of a storm and I've been letting fear and doubt arise. Well, then you need to realize that Jesus is the master of troubled seas. Is there anybody here, we're not going to ask that you have, is there anybody here never been in a storm? Come on, I've been in some hurricanes in life. I don't mean the physical hurricane. I'm talking about the emotional hurricane inside. How about this one? We're not recorded or anything. How about this one? I told Janet, one of the biggest hurts I've had in the ministry is I interned for 22 months in a church in Martinsville. And in the middle of a Wednesday night service, one of the leaders stood up and said, don't go there and slammed his laptop shut his Bible and got up and stomped out. Right in the middle of my teaching. And I'm thinking, I don't know you from Adam. I, I don't even know you. Maybe you should have listened to what the Holy Spirit was trying to say to you. I found out later when the other leadership come to me that Holy Ghost was trying to talk to him something about family. Lots of storms in life and low places in life. You say, why did you tell me that story? Listen to me. Because when storms come, I need to run to the cross, wrap my legs and my arms around the cross and stay at the cross. It's not the time to stomp and run away. Because sometimes God might rebuke us. But whom he rebukes and whom he chastises, he does it because he loves us. 
And maybe there's somebody here this morning that's in a storm, a major storm. And you feel like you're utterly going to perish. Everybody look me right in the eye, but I got good news for you. He's the master of your troubled waters. If you just call on him, he won't let you down. Every high, eye closed, heads bound for just, just a few seconds. I don't know how much time I got left, but we're, we're going to get through this part right here. We're, we're going to be okay. Pastor Duke, I'm in a big storm. And I've been afraid I wasn't going to make it. I've been afraid I was going to fail. I've been afraid I was going to perish. Is there anybody? To, I'm not going to embarrass you. Just slip your hand up put it right back down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody else? Come on, don't be afraid. Don't let, yes, yes, would you ever, yes. Anybody else? Come on. I got good news for you. He's the master of troubled water. And I want this to sink deep, deep, deep into your spirit, man. The creator of the world is in your boat with you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. In your own way, just begin to call out, Jesus, we're perishing here. We feel like our boat is getting full of water. I don't know whether to go left or right. I don't know whether to stand up or sit down. I don't know whether to go forward or turn around. Lord, confusion is not of you, and I need you, I need you, I need you, and my prayer today is help. So, Lord, I rebuke the fear in my own life. For you've not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And God, I ask you to let faith arise in my heart that you're still on the throne. Speak to this storm. And bring peace and tranquility, Lord. Speak peace. Now, Lord, I ask you to wrap your arms around every person that lifted their hand up. Some lifted it high, some went half, some went just barely up because they didn't have the strength just to barely get it up. But, Lord, I ask you to wrap your arms around them, pull them close to your chest, God, and you whisper into their innermost being what they need to hear today from you. Peace. I wasn't taken by surprise when that happened to you. I wasn't asleep in the boat. I never sleep or I never slumber anymore. I've been resurrected from that bodily form, and he never sleeps. Lord, I ask you to wrap your arms around him and speak peace and comfort to their lives. In Jesus' name, everybody stand with me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.